Welcome to the podcast filled with his love, the only podcast that draws upon both religion and psychology to help you strengthen your attachment relationships. Here's your host, Dr. Russ Osgothorpe, Emeritus Professor of Instructional Psychology and Technology, author and speaker. His latest book entitled Filled with His Love, Strengthening Our Attachment to God and to Others is available on Amazon now. I want to begin today by describing a study I conducted a number of years ago. I wanted to find a way to help those with disabilities experience more social acceptance. So I selected the most challenging disability of all for the study, those with behavior disorders or emotional problems. I found a school with two self-contained classrooms for those with serious emotional problems. The ones who bug everybody else the ones who have no self-control, those who have pent-up anger smoldering inside them periodically every day. I might add that even though I did not have the language at that time to identify the source of these kids' problems, it is obvious to me now that they all had some sort of attachment disorder. They had all likely experienced some type of trauma in their young lives. No one wanted to play with these kids because they did not want to tangle with them. So teachers and students alike avoided them on the playground as much as possible. Graduate students who worked with me documented just how isolated these children were from other children in the other classes. Those with behavior disorders played with each other, but not with the other kids. During recess one day, a boy from the special class snuck up behind another boy getting a drink at the fountain, smashed his head against the faucet, and crushed all of his front teeth. Another day at recess, a boy got angry at a teacher, picked up a rock, threw it at her, and hit her in the head, knocking her to the ground. The paramedics had to take her to the hospital. So as you can imagine, some people avoided these kids. They were a little bit scary at times. So I kept wondering... The reason some of the kids are angry at the world is because the world they have grown up in has been pretty brutal to them. They know that other kids don't like them, and in many cases, they knew their parents didn't like them. So how could we help them forge friendships that would help them feel more accepted, more loved? This was really the question I wanted to ask in this study. Would it be possible to help these kids experience more social acceptance? Looking back now, it was kind of a crazy idea, but it was crazy enough that it actually worked. There were two other self-contained classrooms in the school, one for kids with severe hearing impairments and the other for kids who had been designated as gifted and talented. The students with hearing impairments all knew sign language, so we had them tutor those with behavior disorders to sign so that more in the school could communicate with those with hearing impairments. But then we took it another step. We had the kids with behavior disorders tutor the students in the gifted and talented classroom in the sign language they had just learned from the students with hearing impairments. Lots of conversations going on between students who had literally never interacted with each other before. To get the full effect, you have to visualize the kids with behavior disorders, kids who had always struggled in school, both academically and behaviorally, sitting across the desk from the smartest students in the school and teaching them something that these smartest students didn't know. 
sign language. In the podcast on Good Conversations, we talked about how instruction at its most effective is a conversation between two people, the learner and the teacher, but in this, we reverse the roles. The kids with behavior disorders had been accustomed to being tutored so they could succeed academically, and the kids in the class for the gifted and talented had been accustomed to helping struggling students. So the tutors became the two T's, and the two T's became the tutors. The kids with behavior disorders were the knowers, and the gifted kids were the learners. How did this affect their social interaction? Well, we observed their behavior during recess and found that there was significantly more interaction between the kids with behavior disorders and those in the class for the gifted. Significantly more. By switching roles, the fear that some of the gifted students may have had toward their peers in the behavior disordered class vanished. They began to see them as friends rather than as enemies. What does all of this have to do with us at whatever stage we are in life? Well, I believe that sometimes we avoid making friends with someone we see as different, someone who we might believe has nothing in common with us, so we avoid them. But maybe, just maybe, if we allowed ourselves to look past their differences, we would come to know who they really are, and then we would draw closer to them as friends. Seneca, a Roman statesman who lived over 2,000 years ago, said, quote, One of the most beautiful qualities of true friendship is to understand and to be understood. I think that's what happened with those students during those tutoring sessions. They came to understand each other better, and when that happened, they became friends. Here's a more recent idea from an American author, Anais Nin. Quote, Each friend represents a world in us, a world not born until they arrive, and it is only by this meeting that a new world is born. I think that the gifted students, in one sense, had a new world open up to them when they learned that their tutors were not bad kids at all, but simply that they had problems like all the rest of us. Friendship is an essential feature of the Restoration, even though we don't talk about it as often as other basic principles. The Prophet Joseph said, Friendship is one of the grand fundamental principles of the gospel. It is designed to revolutionize and civilize the world and cause wars and contentions to cease and men to become friends and brothers. Friendship is like Brother Turley, the Prophet said. In his blacksmith shop, welding iron to iron, it unites the human family with its happy influence. Now that's attachment if I've ever heard it described, welding iron to iron. Friendships can be so essential to our happiness. They can be attachment relationships, and we can be attached to friends just as we are attached to family and to God. Our friends are all God's children, and He wants us to draw close to them just as He wants us to draw close to family and to Him. So I invite you, make a new friend, or perhaps repair a friendship that has diminished for some reason. Or you might want to deepen a friendship 
that has always made your life richer and happier. Friendships that become attachment relationships can be so fulfilling and rewarding. I hope you're doing all you can to multiply yours and deepen yours. Thank you.